This is Sam. This is Paul. And this is Southpaw. Hey, and one more thing. If you love the show and want to support us, go to patreon.com slash southpawpod. So today I'm going to do the fight study for UFC Fight Night Cerrone vs. Gaethje. The UFC put on a pretty good card in Vancouver and the main event did not disappoint. Justin Gaethje beat Donald Cowboy Cerrone at 4 minutes and 18 seconds of the first round. Despite being only 36 years old, Cowboy Cerrone has 51 fights, not counting his Muay Thai and boxing matches. That kind of wear and tear is easily 2 or 3 careers rolled into one but yet Cerrone still keeps at it. Cerrone is now 4-6 in his last 10 fights, and he's in an odd place in the UFC rankings. On the other side, Gaethje has now won 3 straight fights, all finishes in the first round. Let's take a closer look at the action and see if there were any habits and tendencies from both fighters in the past that make an appearance. And just like I mentioned in the fight preview, Gaethje starts with low kicks right away. Gaethje has started a positive trend in his recent fights of circling out and bouncing around instead of simply plotting forward. This used to be one of his biggest issues since it formed a sense of predictability and created openings for his opponents to counter. Adding lateral movements have been a big improvement, and the results speak for themselves. His coach, Trevor Whitman, also trains Rose Namajunas, so you know that his earlier style isn't because of a lack of technical direction. It was something purely that was within his control that Gaethje chose not to incorporate. In this fight, Gaethje didn't have to rely solely on putting up his forearms and stalking forward. He invited Cerrone towards him, and he was keen to throw counter straights when he felt that Cowboy was getting too close. Also, by feinting low and off to a side, Gaethje was able to clip Cerrone with the short left hook that momentarily wobbled him. This left hook would become a repeat weapon. And it's no surprise that Gaethje went back to it multiple times. Instead of mindlessly pouncing on that opportunity, Gaethje backed off and decided to see if that would slow down the reaction of Cerrone. Not to mention that blitzing him so early might not be worth the risk. Cerrone finally threw a teep kick a minute into the fight. And recognizing that Gaethje's overhand right was coming, he wisely ducked under it with plenty of room to spare. This was probably the only time Cerrone actually used his head movement, and I can't help but think if he did it a little bit more often, he might have had more success or at least lasted longer. I was also surprised that when it came to teeps and kicks, he didn't do this more often and earlier, given that it's one of the few things that James Vick and Edson Barboza had success with against Gaethje. Cowboy is version 2.5 of the MMA fighter. He can adjust and tweak his game plan to win, but he needs time and space to operate. The pressure of Gaethje was there, but it was also different. Instead of walking Cerrone towards the fence and getting pieced up by jabs with his forearm and head, Gaethje smartly moved around and the moment he felt that Cerrone was ready with the counter, 
he would back off. One of the cooler moves that Gaethje pulled off was lunging forward and briefly securing the clinch before he let go in favor of seeing how Cowboy would react. Gaethje did this several times to Dustin Poirier and hammered him with hooks whenever Poirier failed to respond with the counter. Sensing that Cerrone's response didn't involve kicks or shifting away, Gaethje circled off and threw another low kick that buckled Cerrone. Now, one of the weaknesses of constantly throwing low kicks is that you are vulnerable to punches during those kicks. Michael Johnson dropped him by throwing a right straight when Gaethje was on one leg during his kicks, and Poirier did the same thing with the left straight. The shift to the outside and hook to the head make another appearance and catch Cerrone clean. Despite his breadth of experience, Cerrone doesn't seem to have watched a lot of tape on Gaethje, or he couldn't take advantage of it. Not only did he not check many of the kicks, he didn't pump out the jab as early as he should have, nor did he utilize his feints. It almost seemed as if he was waiting for more time to pass before he started really executing his game plan. But against a heavy striker like Gaethje, it's a terrible idea to bank on your durability and chin to carry you for 5 rounds. It's essentially a gamble for many opponents, and it hasn't paid off. When Cerrone did keep Gaethje at bay with front kicks and jab straights while pivoting out, he looked good. It kept Gaethje in place and didn't give him the opportunity to counter with low kicks of his own. The jabs were clearly bothering Gaethje, and after 3 minutes of circling out and moving his head, Gaethje opted to start eating some on his forehead since it kept him closer to Cerrone. Even though this is detrimental to Gaethje's long-term health, it does give him the immediate benefit of being able to counter Cerrone quickly in the match. The gamble pays off and Gaethje is able to lure Cerrone in a firefight, where he can sneak in another left hook and wobble Cerrone again. That's at least the third time that left hook has connected, and it's clear that even though Cerrone has been clipped with it multiple times, he hasn't made the necessary adjustments to fix it. It's important to note that Gaethje isn't simply swinging these hooks out of thin air. He's throwing it in combination with low kicks, feints, clinches, and when he knows that Cowboy is standing still and trying to time it with his own right straight. Gaethje clips Cerrone again with that patent left hook while Cerrone was off balance from throwing his own left-right combination. Cerrone pops back up immediately and eats a right hook that drops him. I spoke earlier about the clinch that Gaethje got on Cerrone immediately let go, and you could see that Cerrone didn't realize that this was a setup for a larger threat down the line. Once Gaethje could see that Cowboy was genuinely hurt and not just wobbled, he went in for the kill and threw vicious uppercuts and hooks with his right hand, dropping Cerrone again before the referee stepped in to stop the fight. Gaethje looks like a new man, and he solidifies his reputation as one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. I could be wrong, but he might also be the only fighter in the UFC that has won a performance or fight of the night bonus in every single one of his matches, making him a near 100% when it comes to excitement. Comparing this Gaethje to the one that made his debut against Michael Johnson is apples to oranges. Gaethje was always dangerous and can hurt you with his kicks and hooks, but adding in patience, footwork, and feints has made him a true threat to the lightweight champion. In all honesty, Gaethje has the tools to give current champ Habib Nurmagomedov all he can handle. 
and is a pretty bad stylistic matchup for him. With three finishes in a row, it's hard not to argue that he shouldn't also get a shot at the belt. However, real recognizes real, and Gaethje called out the winner of the Habib versus Tony Ferguson matchup because he also knows that if anyone deserves next shot at the title, it's Ferguson. This is how crazy it's gotten at the lightweight division. Habib and Dustin Poirier were both asked who they thought should get the next shot at the title, and they both answered Ferguson with zero hesitation. Hell, even Cerrone point blank said that the match should be given his due and a title shot. Speaking of Cerrone, it was tough seeing him in this matchup because it wasn't too long ago that he was kicking Ally Quinta in the face and finishing off young guns like Alexander Hernandez. Cerrone looked old and deteriorated, just a bit slower in his steps and reactions. He can get away with it if his opponents weren't as experienced or willing to give him the space and time he needs to adjust. Against fighters that will pressure him forward and constantly attack him from all angles, Cerrone looks like a fighter that's trying to answer a problem that has already changed variables midway through. Cowboy can still beat guys in the top 15 at lightweight, but his slower reaction time and movements means that he'll usually get beaten to a punch. At welterweight, it's the same scenario. He can beat guys in the top 15, but he doesn't have the size and power to muscle them around and really give them a threat. Given that he's been at this for so long and has taken an incredible amount of damage, it might be best for Cerrone to ride off into the sunset and call it a day. At this point, what more can you ask of Cerrone? He's given countless great performances, headlined over a dozen cards in his UFC WEC career, and has always been the company man that Dana loves to rant about. Maybe give him one more huge money fight against someone he can have a great performance against and let him enjoy the rest of his life. When I say money fight, I'm talking at least $10 million. Cerrone is going to lose a good chunk of that to taxes and training fees, but afterwards, he should have enough so that he could put away a decent amount for his future and blow the rest on jet skis, RVs, Budweiser's, and beef jerky, or whatever he does in his free time. Actually, just give him a Conor McGregor match and give him $20 million. With all that being said, here's the hoping that Gaethje gets a square off against the winner of Habib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson in early 2019.